Welcome. You're listening to The Cinema Files. Hey everybody, Kevin Kittle here. Today I have a fascinating interview to share with you guys. You may have heard about this film that's coming out this Friday, the 15th, called 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Now this movie tells the true story of what actually happened on the ground in Libya when our embassy was attacked back in 2012. During this attack, an American ambassador was killed, which is the first time this has happened in, I think, over 30 years. Last month, I had the privilege of being a part of an interview with two of the former Marines that were there on the ground, Mark Oz Geist and John Tig Teigen. These guys are the real deal. Into a Hollywood movie, what kind of emotions do you have in watching the film? Have you seen it yet? Not the whole thing. Okay. Um, we've seen bits and parts throughout the making of it, and then, um, of course, the two trailers, the featurette, and then they, there was a small 20-minute piece that we they put together that we've seen. And, you know, it's I think it's, I mean, for us, it takes us through a lot of different emotions, or at least me. I think the, I mean, but I think the movie, the way it's made, is gonna, and the efforts that they've brought to it to make it as true to life as possible is gonna bring you, the viewers, the same thing. I mean, you're gonna feel everything from, you know, compassion to anger to fear to, you know, sorrow. Um, I think it's gonna be excellent, and they did a really good job of it. And there's gonna be a punch in the gut. It's my opinion. So one, one thing in the book that I, I thought was interesting, and uh, you know, they mentioned it before this interview as well, that uh, the main motivation behind this is just getting the truth out there. And, you know, it's not a political issue or any of these other things that are surrounding it. It's just getting your guys' true story of the real events on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to, to, as an author, to write a book or to make a film, especially, you know, with their kind of a train as an action film, um, a lot of times there's... I don't know if creative license is a word, but you know they've got to change things a little bit to keep people interested. From your perspective, like what what percentage of this book and the movie is faithful to your guys' true story? I mean, since we haven't seen the whole thing, I would still probably <clears throat> anywhere between eight and nine percent of it. I mean, you know, I just again, we you know, it's not going to be about the politics. All it is is just about what happened that night on the ground. I mean. You know, people ask us, you know, what do you, you know, think it's going to affect Hillary or this and that? Well, honestly, we don't care if it affects Hillary. It's not our goals to make it positive or negative for her. You know, our goal is just to make sure the story of the four guys, the sacrifices that they have made for our country gets out there and gets told the right way. Yeah. What was it like being on set, seeing it come back to life? Um, for me, it was surreal. I mean, it didn't, seeing it come back to life, and I don't know, maybe it's just the way we work is, you know, I compartmentalize things. So when I'm on set, it wasn't about the events that happened. I mean, it, it's it's about the events that happened through my life, but I don't see it as that. I see it as a, it's a work of how people are, I mean, how they're doing that and the technical aspect of taking this from the paper, um, from the book to putting it on film. and how the actors took the effort that they did to make sure they get the story right. Um, each one of them, you know, contacted who they were playing 
and tried to get as much background information. I mean, not just about how to how we did things there, but as much as you know how where I grew up, where I, I mean, Max Martini is who plays me and he wanted to know about my background or where I grew up, my family life, because that allows him to... Steal his credit. Yeah. <laughs> brings encompass so much more of me into that story, into that character, because then he can just, it's not just some guy carrying a rifle or shooting a gun, it's everything else. And that's, and that's the story we want to get that the guys that are do this, I mean, us, the other guys out there that are doing this, as well as the ambassador and Sean Smith, the, the, you know, the foreign service officers that are serving this country in the 270 odd some diplomatic facilities that we have around the world, aren't just robots doing their job. They're people that have families and have loved ones and that have sacrifices for that. And they're doing that because they love this country and they want to honor this country. and. We want to honor them in doing that. You guys are former Marines, but in Benghazi, you were working as a, um, you weren't at working as Marines. So right. I wanted to ask a big takeaway from the book is, um, for me at least, was when you kind of leave the base after being ordered to stand down by the base chief. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was the thought process going through your heads with that decision? Were you worried about what might happen if you dis disobeyed orders or was this just an impulsive, instinctual thing. Well, it's just kind of, yeah. We, we didn't care what happened about our jobs. I mean, we got somebody's on the radio saying, "Hey, if you don't get here, we're going to die." So, I mean, we're not going to sit there and listen to people being killed over a radio when we can go over and make a difference. So, you know, we didn't really care about the consequences at that time, so we took off. I mean, we knew our base was going to be protected because you still had twenty-something Americans that knew how to shoot a gun. And ain't like they're gonna get, you know, they ain't gonna sneak up on it because we're they're already pretty much ready for it, you know. So I mean, yeah, we heard them say, hey, you know, if we don't get here, we're gonna die. So we left. I kind of relate it to that person that stands there with their cell phone videotaping some a fight. I don't see how you can do that. How do you not get involved in something that's going on to help somebody else's life? That's not who we are, and. I don't, it's just baffles me that people can stand around and watch that and not have a care. And to me, it's cowards. They're cowards, they're chickens, they have no integrity. And it's, I mean, to me, it's that simple. It's, I don't know how anybody sits there and you got to weigh the consequences, but the consequences are Americans are going to die or they're not. People are going to die. It doesn't have to be Americans. I mean, if it would have been the French uh, consulate, We'd have done the same thing. Um, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it's people. People's lives are at stake, and you can make a difference in their life. And you don't do something. I think that says more about somebody's character than anything else. You know, and as for you know working together, being you know the two seals, you know three marines and the ranger. Yeah, you know, the ranger wasn't very good, but that's a ranger. Um, it's not as much fun when he's not here, but uh, yeah, I know it's so much fun when he's here and giving him crap. But you know, it's, you know, you know, you know, you do a little, you do a little bit of training, and you know, kind of what what each other's going to do, and you know, it just goes back to the whole training through the military. You know, tactics are tactics, no matter how you look at them. So we all, you know, just kind of knew what to do and just flowed with it. Thank you. How did how did the book come about? I mean, at what point? Did you guys decide or realize that the story needed to be told? Because the media muddled it so bad. 
and to be frank, I personally only had you know a, a surface knowledge of it until this past weekend. You know, I read the book right. as well, and it was very eye-opening. And like you said, like the movie, it's uh, it'll anger you and um, impassion you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, at what point did did you guys come together? Did the approach you, or did you approach him? Or? No, we. Uh... You know, because I, I got injured over there with the two guys that got killed. Um, I would have been in the hospital recovering back and forth. I mean, we 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 talked on a regular basis, all of us, all five of us, because, um, I mean, you go, I mean, it's just we're a family now. We're like a bunch of brothers that irritate the crap out of each other, and you'll pick on each other, but um, don't let somebody else come after any of our guys. And... We just started, I mean, venting to each other about the frustration that, you know, we had two of our teammates got killed and you have two more, an ambassador and a foreign service officer who have gotten killed. And they didn't, it didn't seem to us that the politicians cared about that. There was no honor bringing, being brought to them, to their families. Um, they were taking this story and trying to spin it for their own political gains for whatever reason, whether it's left or right. And I, I can just I distribute that criticism on both sides of the aisle um, equally and so I just you know how do we tell this story and we talked about oh let's go to the media but you know then it's like well if we go to the media they're just going to do what they're doing right now and spin it how can we put this into something that everybody will have to know about and um, through people that we had met throughout our careers it kind of we were introduced to certain people and they reached out to them and they're like, I think it was, it was something bigger than just coincidence um, because it brought the right people to help get this done in the manner and the time frame from uh, the agent who, who was with Three Arts Entertainment, the, he runs the literary division, who, because he, we were introduced to him and he knew who the writer was that was, would be right. I mean, and it, he wasn't the first pick that we had, but that ended up, the other one couldn't do it or couldn't do it well enough. And so the, and Mitch Zukoff was, uh, he was the writer that um, our agent felt that could tell the story the best way. And he did, of course, as you can tell, it's a first, you know, a New York Times bestselling book. And then being able to then take this book and put it to that next platform with Paramount and Paramount coming together and believing in this story and wanting to tell it as we wanted it, and Michael Bay doing the same thing, and the respect that they came with to this story just, uh, I mean, it just all kind of came together. Um, and it's, it is what it is now, and it's, I think it's going to be a great piece. And like you said, everybody's going to, I think people are going to walk away from it with a different viewpoint of the whole scenario and realize what we want is that there's these people out there that give their lives in some of the worst places in the world and they're separated from their families and that they will, I think it would just be a change of view to a lot of people on both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. Well, since you were an elite team and, and actually seemed more superior to like say the SEALs or the COs, um, do you feel underappreciated by your country since no nobody really knew about what you were capable of doing, and then you go in and you're heroes in respect. Oh, I, I uh, you know, I mean, yes, we are Marines and we are way better than SEALs, but, you know, don't brag about it. Um, but, you know, we don't, I mean, I don't, 
I don't really don't care if they underappreciate. You know, I didn't. I don't do the job for them to appreciate me. You know, I do the job to keep the bad guys over there, and I just like doing it. And you know, if I can get twenty terrorists killed with one attack from a missile, that made my day. I'm gonna drink my coffee. Um, you know, we don't do the job to be awarded. We do it to make a difference in yeah. people. Because we can make a difference in people's lives. I mean, you know. I think. This wasn't, neither one of us, it wasn't our first rodeo, I guess you could say. You know, I mean, we've been doing it for 10 years. You know, I've been working with the agency for about that long. And, you know, you ain't going, you're not going to go that long work for them where you are without seeing something. So it just happens that this is the time when the, you know, ambassador in 30 years got killed. And, you know, and just for me, just kind of being there and seeing the security that was there prior, you know, prior to, the, you know, it was attacked, you know, twice prior, had a grenade thrown on the wall, had a big hole blown on the wall, and I was there for that one. You know, there's only two guys there to protect the consulate grounds that time. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, what the hell? And then they go off and they start, you know, spinning the story and for a benefit and just saying, hey, you know, we screwed up or... You know, but like I said, we just don't do these things to be appreciated or, you know, awarded. Because if that was the case, then the other two guys would have came out public too. You know, we just, they wanted to keep working, keep doing what they're doing, so. So you mentioned this uh, wasn't your first rodeo. Um, and I was wondering, is this Benghazi experience kind of a defining moment in your careers in the military? And how does it compare to the rest of what you've done? Was this just another day of work for you, or is it something much more? I mean, I think it started out as just another day of work. I mean, it's just the way, you know, bad guy's trying to shoot you, you shoot back, and you, hopefully you shoot them before they shoot you, and you protect the ones that, are, that aren't shooting. And, but, um, so, I mean, it didn't start out to be defining. I think the fact that it... Um, for me, it was I'm probably no, I'm not even closest coming to define it is because I got injured there. Um, I mean, it changed, it redirected my life into a different direction. But even that's not, that's just life, and you accept that as doing this. I mean, he wasn't any good, anyways. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what the book says. <laughs> well, we had to glorify it, but um, you know, it's. Uh, I just think that's, you know, that's what it is. It's about that. You know, we all went back to work. It ain't like those big guys and we all quit. You know, I went back, you know, I didn't, I didn't stop doing it until we actually decided to do the book. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the agency said, well, if you're doing a book, you can't work. So, you know, that's kind of how, otherwise I'm still working, but. Are you bummed about that? Oh, yeah. It definitely sucks. I mean, it's great. I'm, I like being home with the twins, but. You know, I'd definitely like to be over there, especially right now, because I know it's going to have a lot of fun here soon. You, you had mentioned uh, that two of the guys didn't want to come public. I think one of those was DB, is that correct? DB and Jack. DB and Jack also. Um, and a little confusion I've had between the book and the film, was a team made of, was there five, or sorry, seven guys or six guys? Because I, I don't There's think six on our team from Benghazi. Okay. Seven including the team leader. Oh, okay. But our team leader, he's an agency guy. In the movie, they're not depicting him in there. Gotcha. Okay, he's... Uh, but then, Bub, uh, who got killed, he was with the uh, Tripoli team that came right, down to support. Later. Right. And that's where there's six of us from Benghazi, then he was the seventh. 
And so there's five of us and two got killed. That's a kind of common core math. <laughs> Public education. <laughs>